What is up, DGAFers? All right, this episode is all about failure and embracing failure. Yes, not running from it like a chicken. Yeah, we did. Sorry, turn your sound down. Just kidding. But so many times we are so scared to put ourselves out there because we don't want to fail. Yeah. And I think that's so silly. And I will say I used to do that a lot. And sometimes I catch myself still doing that. But now I know that failure, when you do things that you're afraid to fail at, those are where you get those breakthroughs Mm -hmm. and those monumental changes that change your life and ultimately give you the most happiness. Yeah. And we have, I feel like we have so many good analogies and stories in this episode. So good. So we actually are kind of basing this off the book, The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy. So if you don't have it, you need to get it. It's linked in our show notes. So Mm -hmm. you can head on over. But he gives so many good tips for embracing failure and overcoming that. And we have stories that go along with each one. Yeah. So I guess as you're like trying to make decisions going into the new year, you know, maybe it's about a health routine. Maybe you want to start a family. Maybe you want to start a business. I don't know. Like big things that you've been waiting to do for a really long time because you're afraid to fail. I think you just need to do it. And start right the second after you listen to this episode. Absolutely. And reach out to us if you're not sure how to start. That's what we're here for. So if you find yourself listening to to our podcast because you're in this rut of just going through the motions and living for the weekend and going through the nine to five BS that you aren't excited about, you are in control of your life and you need to make those changes. Yes. So tag us in your Instagram stories. So take a screenshot, tag us. Um, Let us know if you're taking action on something that you've been fearful of for a while. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you know what? After listening to this, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to start. Yeah. And we'd love for you to write us a review too. We love reading your reviews and hearing how we've helped you overcome different aspects of your life. hundred percent. So, um, for our Instagram handles, I feel like we haven't done this in a while. I am at Lauren Mayer underscore fitness and I'm at fit with underscore Jenna Locke. You can also send us an email too, if you really want to like get in contact with us. So our email is, this is kind of long, get dot fit dot and dot social at gmail.com. <laughs> you can also find us on our website getfitandsocial.com. That one's a little easier. There's no dots in between everything. No dots there. That would be annoying to do that. Yeah. We had had to do that for email. I don't actually know if we had to do that for email, but we did. (laughs) I I don't know. It's easier to read as an email. It is. It's just annoying to type it. It is. Okay. Anyway, let's get to the point. All right. Let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realize that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the the ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a DGA-effer, like don't give a bleep or get it. <laughs> oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGA-effer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a DGA-effer who doesn't give a bleep what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. This episode is a little bit different because here we're going to ask you to dig really deep into yourself 
and embrace failure and face your fears head on. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times people's biggest fear is failure and they don't do things because they're afraid to fail, but you're actually doing, it's all wrong. You need to be, the things that you're more afraid to fail at are the things that you need to be actually doing more of. Well, yeah, because they're big things that are going to really move you forward. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you've been listening to our podcast more than once, if, and if this is your first episode, welcome. Welcome. You're you're <laughs> in for a treat because we're going to push you further than you probably realized. But if you've listened to some of our episodes, our intro every single time is about facing your fears and pushing toward your dreams and, and getting over your, your bullshit so that you can become who you're meant to become. Yeah, I love this analogy. So a lot of the, I mean, most of the stuff we're going to talk about in this episode, the tips and stuff are from a book that Jenna and I just got done reading. I'm currently still reading, but almost done. It's called The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy. I think we've mentioned this before in some of our episodes, but this one's really heavy on his book because it's so freaking amazing. And the most recent part that I listened to was all about about fear and failure and all of the things and how to be successful. And the one thing that kept popping up was in order to be successful in anything is to keep leaning towards failure. And I was like, that's interesting. So he gives this analogy of like a pendulum Mm -hmm. and he's like, okay, so think of a pendulum. It swings back and forth and it can go really high or it can Mm -hmm. go really slow and low. And he said on one side of the pendulum is Fear, pain, failure, disappointment, sadness, those kind of emotions. And then on the other side of the pendulum is happiness, joy, success, fulfillment. Mm -hmm. So what happens is us as human, we're humans, we're we're on the end of this this (laughs) pendulum, getting ahead of myself. Um, So we're at the end and we're the one that's like swinging, right? Well, a lot of the times we're so afraid of failure that our pendulum doesn't even move. Yeah. Okay. Or it moves really slow and really small movements. Yeah. So you're barely creeping into the failure zone and you're barely Mm -hmm. creeping into the happiness zone. And that's the problem. When you're that afraid of failure to move yourself in that direction, then you're never going to make it to the success and fulfillment stage. And even if you make it a teeny bit into it, you're not feeling the full force of it. Mm -hmm. You're not actually feeling like the insane emotions of I'm so freaking happy. I'm so excited. I'm loving what I'm doing. You're almost like, yeah, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. They touched it a little bit. Yeah. And I think so many people just play it safe and stay in that little tiny zone of comfort. And guys, life is really boring when you do that. And life's really short. Why do you want to play in a safe zone? Like you have one life to live. Mm -hmm. And imagine somebody told you, you know, okay, well, you have 24 hours to live. What in the hell would you do? I bet you would go do a lot of shit that you were scared of. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. what would that turn out to be? You would have so much happiness, more happiness than you would ever have your entire life. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's, it's funny because I think back to one day just a few weeks ago and I won't get into a ton of detail here, but but Lauren and I got on a call in the morning, as we always always do, and she's like, I need to tell you something. She's like, I really don't like how this this aspect of our business is going. And I think, you know, she was really worried that I would be upset. And I'm like, okay. I, I was a little scared. I'm like, all right, well, what are we going to do about it? Like, what do we need to adjust? And I'm not even kidding you. Like, it turned into like like fear and like, 
not anger, but like kind of annoyance because we were like, oh, like what are we going to do with this? Mm-hmm. And then by the end of that same exact day, we were literally jumping up and down in my living room, almost crying because we had like had this huge breakthrough yep. of what we wanted. And that right there is the entrepreneur roller coaster. A hundred percent. Like you get these ideas or things that you want to do and accomplish in your life. And it scares the living crap out of you because you're like, well, what if I look like a moron? What if I, you know, waste a bunch of money and I'm screwed? Like mm-hmm. All of these things go through your head, but then when you actually do it, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we've failed so many times and we're going to continue failing mm-hmm. like a hundred percent. I hope I never stop failing because the second I stop failing is the second I'm done being happy. Yeah. Yeah. And people don't equate that together. No, but I think about when I, when I was at my previous job, when I was teaching, I got into this cycle of just showing up getting my job done, living for the weekends. And I really, I wasn't putting myself out there. I didn't have any failures happening, but I was really unhappy. Yeah. Oh, so unhappy because you're just doing the motions and you're like, well, I'm not going to really push myself too hard because I'm working a full-time job. So I'm not going to like try to like do this thing that I've been wanting to do for so long. Mm-hmm. You guys, I'm tired. I can't. And then you just, you're that pendulum that's literally not moving, not moving. or barely, barely moving. Mm-hmm. And you're never actually happy. And here's the issue is before you know it, 10 years of your life is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 10 years later and you're like, holy crap, what have I been doing? Yeah. Like yeah. what's going on? And I like to relate this to, cause even like when I had Cameron, I was so freaking terrified to have a kid, mm-hmm. like freaking terrified. And I had him and yeah, there was pain and sadness and a lot of things happened during that time, but I have never been this happy in my entire mm-hmm. life. And so like that is an example. And I know so many women who have kids. So the fact that you are able to birth a human, which is terrifying in itself, and raise a human, that just shows you how much power you have and how much like inner strength you have that you can overcome anything. Mm-hmm. And I bet you after like all the fear and sadness and stuff, but like having your child, it's like the most exciting, fulfilling, joyful thing. But yeah, you're going to you're going to teeter into the pain every now and then. And mm-hmm. if a parents listening, they understand what I'm saying. Like that pain and sadness, but then you swoop right back over to like the best times of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what living your dream is. So kind of like like my nephew because I was with him the <laughs> other day and he kicked me really hard in the shin. Okay. And then he goes, "Hey." And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "I love you, Aunt Jenna." <laughs> I'm like <laughs> they're like the sour patch kids. Yeah, first they're sweet, then they're sour. For actually, first they're sour, and then, then they're, they're sweet. sweet. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, well, okay, okay. Well, I love you too. Yeah. My shin freaking hurts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's like what my son does to me all the time. Like he'll be acting out, and I'll be freaking out, and then he'll sit there and look so freaking cute. I'm like, mom, I love you. I love when you're home, and like just be all sweet, or like when they learn something for the first time. You know, it's just. So many moments that bring so much happiness to you, but also bring so much pain as well. And it's like, you're always going to be going through that. And I think if you play it safe all the time, I mean, you're never going to experience all Mm -hmm. that happiness. It's very true. Yeah. All right. So let's get into really his six topics in the book. Darren Hardy talks about just overcoming fear and things that you need to realize in order to put yourself in that position to, to overcome your failures. Yeah. So he starts off by talking about how like way back in the day before we had like 
homes and things like that, <laughs> where we were just kind of like surviving um, and having to literally fend for our lives constantly. So that was a really long time ago. Um, but basically, you know, our bodies are designed or our brains are designed to have that reaction to like danger, like fight or flight, fight or flight. Yeah. So it's like a lion is chasing me and wants to eat me. So I'm going to run or I'm going to fight it. And like, you have that reaction and it's usually fear and you're like, Oh my God. And you're like going insane. Mm-hmm. Well, we still have that. And we have, yeah, we have those feelings come up when we're in a situation that we could possibly fail in. Yeah. It's the same feelings that we experienced thousands of years ago. It's funny because in the book he says that same feeling that they would have got with a lion being in front of them, we get when we go on stage to talk in front of people. Yeah. Or we get when we have to call a client or call our boss or something. Like we get mm-hmm. the same feeling as if a lion was in front of us. Yeah. So point number one, you're not going to die. You're not. <laughs> yes. So this it, is the first topic. It might feel like you are, but you're not, it's not going to actually kill you. Yeah. So if you're sitting there, you know, and maybe it's your first time going on stage to talk to people or to call someone that you don't want to call or whatever, um, ask yourself this question. Will I die? If I do this, no, no, you won't. No. So that, that fight or flight reaction is, is an illusion Mm -hmm. for you at this point. So you know that it's not even real. So fear in that point is not even real. Nope. Not real. So point number two is it's the fear of fear you fear. Yes. So don't say that three times fast, (laughs) but it's almost like that pre fear (laughs) that you're you're worried about. And he talked about skydivers Mm -hmm. in this, where they actually did this experiment where they had people who were going skydiving wear heart rate monitors. And as they were ascending and going up and getting ready to jump, their heart rates were like out over the moon. Like they were so high because they were so nervous and so scared. But the interesting thing was once they jumped out of the plane and they were actually falling, free falling without a parachute, like flying through the air, their heart rate was like back to normal. Yeah. And they were fine. Yeah. So it's not the actual act that's scary. It's the up to the act. It's like the the story that you play in your head, like, well, what if, well, what if, well, what if? And you work yourself up and you you freak yourself out. That's what's holding you back. Yeah. So think about that next time that you're literally having a panic attack is like when I actually do the thing, it's act, my body's going to like release all this tension and be fine. Like I even think back to that, you know, whenever I had to do like a speech in college in speech class, I would literally be like, oh my God, I don't want to talk to all these people, like whatever. And then you would actually get up there and start doing it. And then mm-hmm. you were like, oh yeah. Well, and I, <laughs> okay. I think about, I know I've told this story before, but we'll bring it up again. Cause it's very fitting. Um, I think about when I was doing, giving my speech to the entire Panhellenic council at the university that I attended I was uh, up for the role for Greek president of the entire community and for my sorority. And I went to give my speech and I had these really wide like bell bottom dress pants on and the stiletto of my heel got stuck in the hem Mm -hmm. and I tripped and like face planted in front of everyone before I even opened my mouth to talk. And (laughs) and, like literally, if you can just picture this, everyone in the whole room went <gasps> at the same time, and it was just silent. And I, like my note cards went flying, and I just stood up. I'm like, okay, well, this can't get worse. So I'm just gonna talk. And then I was myself, and it was fine, and I actually got the position. But the fear leading up to it, I mean, I didn't die. No. Was I embarrassed? Yeah. But if you're yourself, it's gonna work but out. But then when it's over, 
you look back and you're like, that was fun. That was really cool. And it's yeah. like, why put yourself through all that anxiety and panic when yeah. you know in the end it's going to actually turn out to be fine right? and, and happy I, and fun? And I was just talking to someone the other day who was going up for um, a job interview and she was freaking out. And she's like, oh my gosh, thank you for doing your Instagram stories today. Like this made me feel so much better. And I'm like, listen, just be yourself. Because here's the thing. If you are are unapologetically you and yourself in every situation, if someone doesn't want to work with you or doesn't love you and doesn't appreciate you, you don't belong there. Right. They don't deserve you. And I truly believe that. So anytime we're getting ready to talk to a client, go into companies, like put ourselves out there, I'm like, well, I'm going to be me, take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. think when you approach it with that attitude, it takes that fear away. And just want you guys to know that we are totally human as well. And we get freaking (laughs) scared and terrified and fearful. But I will say through like being more aware of how fear works, it's not that I don't ever feel it because I still do. I know how to rewire my, like trick my brain and to be like, this is dumb. Yeah, Don't, it's fine. You're going to survive. Everything's cool. Everything's good. Um, and so like that. So basically what happens is when you're more aware of how fear works and all of that. So you know how you have that um, that time before you do the speech or do your thing. And it's like feels like it's lasting 10 days of how scared mm-hmm. you are. The more you encounter fear and overcome it, the shorter that anxiety frame gets. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to go 100% away the first time you tell yourself, well, this is just the pre-fear and I'm actually going to be fine and this is, I'm not going to die. It might help shave off a couple seconds of your anxiety, but the more you do that, the more time is going to get shaved off so that eventually your little anxious thing could be like three seconds before you get on stage or whatever you're doing and then it's gone. You don't have to experience a day and a half worth of freaking out over something stupid. Right, right. Absolutely. And I think if you are someone who experiences this a lot, if you just if you talk yourself out of doing things because of fear, you need to listen to Mel Robbins. She has a TED talk on the five second rule. And I love this. She talks about just waking up in the morning, even if you can't stop hitting snooze. Um, But I put this into play when I see someone that I really want to talk to. Mm -hmm. And normally I would talk myself out of it. Like, oh, they probably, you know, they're busy. They don't want to talk to me. Like you get in your head about stupid things like that. And the five second rule is basically you only have five seconds to take action on whatever it is you're thinking. So when that thought comes into your head, like, oh, I should go introduce myself. Instead of talking yourself out of it, you go five, four, three, two, one, and just start walking. Yeah. And it's amazing if you start implementing that into your daily life, what will happen? Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next tip is focus on tasks, not outcomes. So our brains – oh, I skipped one, but we'll go back to that one. Our brains um, are dramatic, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So we like to focus on outcomes as we're doing something, and we we always dream up the most ridiculous outcome it's ever. so true. And usually it isn't that outcome. Well, we play that stupid, well, what if game? What if this? What if this? What if this? And then all of a sudden you're like 8,000 steps ahead of yourself and you feel like you're going to die. This is where you start overthinking things. Instead of just focusing on the damn task Mm -hmm. at hand, you're making up all these stories. So he gives a good example about Tiger Woods. And, and Michael Jordan too. And he's like, you know, when Michael Jordan is going to make that winning shot or he's like mm-hmm. at the free throw line and it's like the game winning, whatever. 
He's not thinking about like, well, if I hit this, you know, the crowd's going to go nuts and we're going to be champions and I'm going to make $500,000 or whatever. Yeah. Like, he's like, he's not thinking about that. Yeah. He's thinking about getting it in the basket. Right. And he's practiced that shot thousands of times. Yeah, so he's, he's just made that the shot. Task. Yeah. And same thing with Tiger Woods. I mean, he's at the Masters and he's up for first place. He's not thinking about that. He's thinking, okay. What does my putting stroke need to be? Mm-hmm. Hit the damn ball. Yep. Done. Let's, let's look at the green. Let's see how things are going. Like, he's not thinking about all this other stuff that's mm-hmm. not even going to help him in this situation yeah. at all. It's yeah. just going to make him nervous. And if you're interested in that, I was going through the Calm app, just the meditation app, and I'm pretty excited about this. LeBron James actually has a full series on meditation and mindfulness that relates to sports on the Calm app. So you'd have to pay to unlock it, but he has a free like five minute spiel on there about how he meditates and what he does and how it's helped him in his life. It's really cool. That's cool. Really cool. I wish I would have had these kinds of things when I was in sports. I know. (laughs) I know. It's so – I remember my mom telling me that I needed to visualize, and I was like, yeah, okay. Oh, same. I remember – whatever. I remember my softball coach made us lay in the – in the outfield and he was like taking us through this whole visual thing and I was like this is stupid that's all I kept I thinking yep and it wasn't stupid it wasn't stupid at the, all the days the days that I would watch like an incredible tennis match on tv before I would go play I would like kick everyone's ass yeah because I was just in my head that that like, was what how they moved yeah. and how they did things yeah yeah and then the other days I would overthink everything and lose oh for sure yep. I'd overthink so many things in softball and strike out like crazy and then the days I wouldn't I would hit home runs yeah it was like insane it's crazy so anyways let's go back to the the tip that Lauren skipped, yeah, I skipped one. okay so this one is you really can be a complete coward 99.9 percent of your day yeah you just need 20 seconds three times a day to be courageous. Be courageous. That's it. You don't need to be courageous all day, every day no. of your life. And I think this is where prioritizing comes into play. Like you need to prioritize those tasks that are going to move you forward the fastest. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the scariest if yep. they're if they're only 20 second giant tasks, but do them. When they when he's saying 20 seconds, he's saying it takes 20 seconds to pick up the phone to call somebody that mm-hmm. you need to call that you've been terrified of doing. Mm-hmm. Or 20 seconds to walk up to the person that you like see and you want to have a conversation with takes 20 seconds send the damn email yeah 20 seconds to send to hit the send button to send to somebody like those kind like to get the thing started not maybe the task at hand but to just like do the initial thing it's Mm -hmm. 20 seconds so three times a day do that do it be courageous next tip is habituate yourself to fear like make it a habit that you're always putting yourself in that position. So Lauren has a really good story with this. So when I played softball, I went to this softball camp. I think I've talked about this softball camp one of our episodes before. But um, it was like in the middle of nowhere, like in this big barn. And um, the people who were running it was um, one of the professional softball players from one of the local teams that um, are where we live is the Akron Racers. She was the catcher. And then this old guy who like did a bunch of travel ball teams and he was really insane. So they ran these camps and we would come and we would like learn all the skills and do all the things. Well, the one skill, which is blocking as a catcher. So if you don't know what that is, it's basically when a pitcher throws the ball in the dirt or, you know, something of that happens and you have to literally throw your body in front of the ball. So that doesn't go behind the dugout, you know, so people don't steal bases on you and things like that. I was so terrified to block because a, the pitchers are throwing the ball at you at like 65 miles an hour and you have to stop it with your chest or your leg or your face. 
and you're like, oh my God, this is so terrifying. What if it accidentally hits me in a spot I don't have gear on? You know, sometimes it comes so fast that it like knocks the wind out of you and you're like, that's kind of scary. So what they did at this camp was they took a pitching machine. They would put it up to 70 miles an hour, which was terrifying. They would start it a little bit slow, mm-hmm. like at like 30 miles an hour, then they would start cranking it up. So they started slow, but you weren't allowed to wear a mitt. So you had to put your hands behind your back. And if your hand came out, your hand was getting nailed by a 70 mile an hour ball. So you had to keep it behind your back. You had your all, you had your gear on obviously, and you just had to block. So they would start it at like 30 miles an hour, which is not fast at all. So that's like a change up speed. If you know what a change up is, and it would like not hurt. Like even if it hit you in the thigh, it didn't hurt at all. So we would block those for a little while. Then they would crank it up to like 50 miles an hour. Then you would block those. And then they would crank it up to 60 miles an hour and you would block those. And then they would crank it up to 70 and you would block. And what that actually did was I didn't give a F about getting hit with a ball as a catcher anymore because I was so used to it. And yeah, it would hurt a little bit if it hit my leg. But I mean, it was ended up being ultimately fine Mm -hmm. in the end. But like, that's what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. So I have a little less dangerous analogy. <laughs> so, but still scary. So I think back to when I first started my coaching business and had to put myself out there on social media, because I know a lot of times we, you know, we, we help other women get started with their own businesses all the time. And that's always a fear that they have is, you know, telling their story, putting themselves out there, talking on social media, getting on camera. And if, I wish you could have been a fly on the wall the first live video I did. Yeah. Oh, I. Terrified. 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 And when I would do my Instagram stories, I would like record them and then delete them, record them, delete them. It would take me like an hour to actually put some up. I don't like that. People are going to think I'm weird. Yeah. Yeah. And now, oh my gosh, it's second nature. I mean, we do a podcast every single week, which is basically like a live video. Basically. And you get what you get. We don't (laughs) don't, never edit this. Yeah. We do them drunk half the time. Um, (laughs) Only once. Only once. Got it. Okay. (laughs) But, but I mean, to just keep putting yourself in that situation, you just get used to it. And now, I mean, my phone will fall over halfway through my stories and it, I'm like, ah, oops, sorry. Like, yeah, whatever. no big deal. Well, same thing with writing posts and doing posting my transformation photos. That was so scary for me at the beginning, like showing people my body and like how I've transformed. And like, I was kind of embarrassed of my before picture. So that was kind of hard to share. But the more I kept doing it, I, now I like don't even care at no, all. Like no. I could share 9,000 transformation photos. Same. In a bikini and I don't give enough. Nope. Same. It doesn't bother me. Same. Okay. So number um, six this is our last one, right? Yeah. Making fear and failure fun. Mm. Mm. So this is what we're saying. This is the title of the episode is like basically you got to fail. Like you have mm-hmm. to fail and leaning towards that failure and just being like, yeah, I'm going to find every thing, every task and I'm that I'm going to be pretty close to failing at. I'm probably going to fail when I do this task, but you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And eventually what happens is it becomes kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't become so like personal when you fail and like, whoa, is me. You're no. kind of like, well, that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be personal. You can't, you got to develop some thick skin and not take things personally. And I mean, Darren even says in this book over and over again, like, by really putting yourself out there, if you want to be successful, you have to outfail your competition. You do. When you start outfailing 
everyone else, that's when you get to success. Yeah. And this comes back to, I mean, with our business, you know, you guys, like when you're an entrepreneur, I don't care what freaking business you're in, you have to reach out to people yourself. Yes. Like, you know, you're not going to have people just flocking to you when you put your services out there or your product out there and be like, yeah, serve me. Like that doesn't barely ever happen. Maybe like 0.01%. Like that's like a day where you're like, wow, that was cool. That doesn't ever happen. No. Like, (laughs) and, and I think we thought that at first, like I'm going to do this and I'm going to put one post up and 900 people are going to sign up. And then, no. no, then it's crickets and you're like, okay, well, I need to rethink that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. how? Well, right. So, well, so you have to reach out to people. That's number one. Right. Whether you're messaging people on social media, whether, and you know, we can do a whole nother episode on what to and not to say. Yeah. That, <laughs> dear, <laughs> it's a whole nother ball game. <laughs> God, is that a whole nother ball game? So let us know if you'd like that episode. Yeah. Um, but whether you're reaching out to people on social media, whether you're sending emails, whether you're calling people, whether you're asking friends and family, whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing. You have to make that first move. You do. And you know what? About 10% of people will actually say yes to you. Yeah. Or even say, tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> or like, sure, I'd like to hear what you're going to say. Which means 90% of people will not. Right. You have to be cool so with that. So you have to be ready and like make it almost a game. Like, okay, like how many times can I fail today? Cause I know that if I fail a bunch, I'm going to succeed. Yeah. And that's what we tell our, the, the new women who sign up to, to coach with us and join our team. We're like, okay, well how many people would you want to be talking with today? Yeah. And how many people would you want to help ultimately this mm-hmm. month? And if they say five, great, then you had better have conversations going with 50 people. Yep. If you want to help 10 people, you had better have a hundred conversations going. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. It's, it is. It's so true. It is. So if you're sitting here and you're like, oh, I'm still scared. Like, just remember that pendulum that I talked about that if you even, like if you're sitting here and you're not actually happy and you don't feel a lot of joy in your life, you don't have a lot of fulfillment, um, I would suggest falling into fear. Yeah. And stop running from it because you're never going to be happy if you do that. Right. And please know that we're right along in the trenches with you. I mean- we started off, you know, getting hit by softballs and being <laughs> petrified of live videos on Facebook and Instagram. And now we're moving into fear in going in and putting ourselves out there in front of companies and mm-hmm. talking about corporate wellness programming and and, and all developing of that. some bomb ass programs that are at a price that we would have never thought that we were worthy of. And now we're like, this is the shit we have. It's baller. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we already know people are going to, we're going to have people who their lives get changed by it. We're going to have people who don't believe in us. I don't give a shit. It's like, mm-hmm. I want to do this. I know I'm going to be successful at this. Yes. Am I going to fail a hundred percent? And actually we just, just to be really transparent, we keep track of like our, how we do every month and who we're helping and things like that. That's smart business. Tool, right. By the way, right. if you're not doing that, you need to, mm-hmm. um, that also comes from the book. Yeah, entrepreneur roller coaster. Does, there. So we were like, you know, going through everybody we talked to this week and everybody who ended up, you know, committing with us. And it was seven out of 16. Yeah. For, I mean, the past couple of weeks, it wasn't the whole month, but like 16 people we had conversations with and seven of them signed up. And it's like, okay, we failed obviously a lot. Right. Right. <laughs> but we also had some bomb successes. We're working with people that we're obsessed with and that we love. And it's so freaking fun. Yeah. I've never had this much fun in my entire life working. Absolutely not. So 
that's what happens when you put yourself out there and you allow yourself to fail. So we hope that we're encouraging you to lean towards failure and be a badass. Okay. So message us and tell us how you're putting yourself out there. All right. Talk to you later. See ya.